This is 3 and 5 on SLC Management Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Steve Peacher at SLC Management, new episode of 3 and 5, and John Fiquette, who is the head of the capital markets business at Crescent Capital is with me today. John, thank you for taking a few minutes. Happy to be here, Steve. And of course, we want to talk about below investment grade credit. You know, and it's been an interesting few months in, in all the markets. And I think we've seen that in the high yield leverage loan markets. So, you know, high yield spreads have widened year to date, though they've they bounced a bit. And I guess I'm wondering about your outlook. How far do you, you know, where do you think spreads are going? Do you think currently the market's pricing in a recession? What do you think is being priced into today's spreads? Where, where are we going? Well, uh, that's the biggest question right now, Steve, that uh, fixed income investors, I think, are facing. Are we at the bottom or is there more pain ahead? So just to kind of set up where we are, the major high yield index is down about 11% year to date. That's through the beginning of this month. So if the year ended today, that would be the second worst year on record ever for high yield. So it's been pretty significant sell-off and there's really been no place for investors to hide. As you probably know, even investment grade debt, which usually holds in even better, that's that's done even worse. It's down about 14%. And all the sell-off we're seeing is due to the Fed changing policy and hiking rates. So let's, let's assume we're going to go into a recession. Not every recession is the end of the world. We took a look at US recessions we had in the early 1990s and early 2000s. And both of those recessions lasted less than nine months and were followed by periods of strong growth. So it's not not the end of the world. One thing to note in, in previous tightening cycles, what we observed that credit markets generally front end load the hawkishness. So what that means is that you generally see weakness leading into and at the beginning of the hiking cycle. And then you have a strong market recovery once investors kind of anticipate the hikes and they're and they're underway. So what does that mean in terms of where we are in the valuation? High yield spreads are about 500 over. That's a really important level by historical standards because Barclays Research has done some analysis and they found when high yields at a spread of 500 over or wider, the return in the following 12 months, 12 months forward, was over 9%. So that's an equity-like return and suggests that it might be the right time for investors to allocate capital to high yield. So, you know, obviously in the high yield market now, investors can choose between high yield bonds or leveraged loans uh, often, and leveraged loans can be attractive in a rising interest rate cycle, but that may be factored into valuation. So how do you think about the relative value between high yield bonds today and leveraged loans, bank loans, given where we are in terms of the interest rate cycle and the uh, Fed moves? It's a it's a really good question because loans and bonds have performed very differently this year. You, usually they move not quite in lockstep, but they move pretty pretty much in sync. And this year, bank loans have substantially outperformed fixed coupon bonds. And bank loans typically outperform when rates rise. As you mentioned, it could be a great way to make a fixed income portfolio less sensitive to interest rates. The benefit they have in a portfolio is they shorten the duration and the coupons actually rise as short-term interest rates rise. So clients can benefit by expanding their investment guidelines and permitting managers like, like Crescent to flexibility to purchase both loans and bonds. The loan market used to be kind of small market, and today it's, it's grown really significantly. It's as large as the U.S. high-yield bond market. So we, 
we think investors' radar you know, should be bank loan strategies because they can be very helpful these days. And you know, in within the high yield market, uh, managers have different styles. Um, and you know, how do you think about the different styles? And and I know that at Crescent Capital, you have a style that you guys have employed over the years. And what is that? And how has that changed, if at all, uh, over time? That's true. Uh, there are different styles that high yield managers have. They're not all the same. Some managers are always defensive, meaning they only buy the safest highest rated bonds in the universe. And that can be beneficial in some markets, but it can also detract in environments like today when interest rates are rapidly rising and other managers are more aggressive. They load the boat, they load their portfolios with low rated credits. In fact, I recently competed for a mandate and and my competitor had over 40% of their portfolio invested in triple C rated bonds and loans. And remember, triple C is like one or two steps away from bankruptcy. So I would definitely say that was the most aggressive manager I've ever seen. <laughs> At Crescent, we prefer what we call a core style, meaning we can be more defensive or more aggressive based on the risks that we see in the market and how well we feel we're being compensated for the risks. So in that regard, we use our size to our advantage. We're a mid-sized manager. We can be nimble. We can look to exploit market inefficiencies. The larger, more retail-oriented managers in high yield, they're often too big to be nimble, so they, they can't do what we're doing. Well, thanks for that. It's a fascinating time, I think, in the markets in general, but especially in the below investment grade credit market. So that was a good summary of where we are today. I want to ask you, i like to end, end of course, uh, with a personal question. I've been lucky enough to get a get a ride with you in, in your cool electric car. So I would, what I wanted to ask you about was how have you liked having an electric vehicle and have you, has that created any stress points for you as you've uh, driven around and found that, I don't know if there's a gas, not a gas gauge, but your electric meters getting to the low end and you got to refuel. Yeah, I have to say it's really cool, Steve. I, I w- this is the first time we, we've ever had one and I thought I was a uh, combustion engine guy. I would never, you'd have to pull the car away from me, but I really like the electric car. You know, the fact that it's, it's clean is great but also the acceleration, if you're a car person, the acceleration is unreal. It's so fast, and w- which is helpful here in LA when you need to cut in and out of, on the freeway. So I like it. It is a little stressful in that the range is kind of limiting, about 250 miles range. So you can't go terribly far or you will start to get worried that you might run out of power. But around town, it's great. And if you're lucky enough to have a charger where you live, then you just plug it in when you go to sleep and you wake up and, and you're ready to go. Okay, good. I feel better. I'm getting an electric car this fall. So uh, now, now I feel good about that choice. So, well, John, thank you very much for taking the time. And thanks everybody for listening to this episode of 3 and 5.